podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns Podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A bicentennial version of the Touchline Media Group because we, my dear friends, are at episode 200. Hooray! I'm your host, Asa, a- aka The Twig. My co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump, will be here soon. Uh, I am joined today by uh, resident uh, Sasquatch uh, enthusiast, um, Kevy Case. Kev, how are you? Doing well. Good. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, Paramount Plus, and I don't know, maybe someone else. We'll see. Um, so we are here to chat about, uh, another window, right? Like, like there are going to be games, uh, next week <clears throat> played by the U.S. men's national team in a semi competitive setting. Um, so before we get into like the sort of the specifics, who we want, who we don't, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Kev, what, what are your thoughts on this blatant cash cry? I mean, friendly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think you, you nailed it. Um, other than like the, the novelty of seeing if we can beat Mexico again with like a group of players that broadly will not ever sniff a World Cup roster. Um, I don't think there's really anything to to get excited about. I mean, I'll watch the games, but uh, yeah, I mean, what else am I supposed to? Say? No, that's that's like precisely the right outlook because it's like the response is sort of like, well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch, but like then what? Right? Like it's 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 from the time, dear listener, you're you're listening to this, it'll probably be like a week from today. It'll, it's it's at um, 10 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday the 19th. Um my my view of it is that it's like I I'm interested to see who the JV team is, right? Because it's like <clears throat> that we we've already seen like sort of like okay, we know who our top call it 15 are, right? Like I I feel pretty confident I know our top 15. Mm-hmm. What I don't know is our guys like call it 20 through 40. Yeah. And if those and guys are good, I was gonna say at least twenty through forties. There's, there's our first tier players that are almost all European based, and then there's a whole nother rack of guys that I think fill out a roster. Um, but yeah, this is like your in case of emergency break glass. Like, holy crap, we just need somebody on short notice. Are they available? Um, right. And like a good example of a player like that would have been Eric Williamson. Like I was actually going to, mm-hmm. on my like sort of like internal list of like, who do I want to see this window? Um, I really wanted to see Eric Williamson. Um, dear listener, by the time you're listening to this, you, you almost surely know. Um, Eric Williamson tore his ACL again, different ACL, but for the second time since 2021. Um, Poor guy. And it sucks. Like, like when he plays, he's a great player. Um, but like, and ACLs, it's not like like you know, I don't know, like a like a, a nagging injury. It's like once it's fixed, it's more or less fixed. And then so it's it's just sort of bad luck. Um so obviously we hope for a speedy recovery for him. Um mm-hmm. I th- I think we're we're getting alarmingly close to he is no longer part of 
the discussion? Um, I, I don't know. What do, what do you think? Yes, it, partially because of his injury issues, partially because of just some of the developments that we've seen. And like the, he's broadly a midfielder. Like, I don't think you can really play him anywhere else. Like, yeah, he's a bit more defensive minded. Um, unless he really played out of his mind, I, I didn't see him pushing Acosta out as our backup six. Um, and then elsewhere in the midfield, I mean, you guys that now you have now have De La Torre, Zendejas coming on board, takes up a, a spot. Even I don't know if they call consider him a winger or not, but he kind of plays centrally. Yeah, it it just gets increasingly difficult for him to to fit in there's there's to the betterment of the u.s program there's an increasingly few number of spots available to guys that are still playing in mls yeah and i think like <clears throat> i think the best way to think about it from make like maybe like a conceptual standpoint is that this is just this is just sort of how it goes and if like if you don't take your opportunity when it's there whether due to your own fault or bad luck or whatever, like it's not a, a good example is that it's not Miles Robinson's fault that he got hurt. Um, Miles Robinson might not ever play in World Cup for the U.S. men's national team. Like I don't, I don't think it's right. hard to envision a situation where our four, you know, our four, our four defenders um, in 2026 are Richard CCV, Mark McKenzie, and I don't know Jalen Neal. Right or Austin Trusty or Eric Paul are you, Brown. Are you saying play or just on the roster? Because I roster. think that really, because I think that Miles would get like the he'll be twenty nine. He'll be memorial. Thanks for pl- thanks for all you've done. Uh, we're we'll no. bringing you breaking. Cl- we had Yelvin Yedlin. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's it's a different it's a different setup. And Miles Robinson yeah. is not DeAndre Yedlin, right? Like DeAndre Yedlin played in in. Less angry, um, played in a World Cup was part of the setup for a decade, essentially. Um, yeah. Whereas, whereas with Miles, Miles only really came on in like twenty nineteen qualifying. Yeah, twenty yeah. twenty. I, I mean, he sco- he scored the game winner against Mexico for like the B team in the Gold Cup. He was not part of the Nations League setup, you know two years ago that was considered like the first choice players. Um, I thought that, I thought that he was, I must just, just must just maybe, be misremembering. I, I know Mark McKenzie gave up that like horrible early goal. Yep. And then who was the other center back? Cause I thought they played Tim Ream wide left. So they, they, in the, in the Mexico game, it started out in a three back. Oh, uh, that's right. And Tim Ream was, like the left center back and then he yeah. became the left back when was brooks in the middle brooks was in the middle okay yeah it, um and <clears throat> so Miles, like miles was not necessarily part of the setup so right. you know he, he was super important in qualifying it became clear that he was one of our two best gets hurt yeah um but like i, I don't know i mean of the the guys that i just listed um are, are we positive that in three years of a, of development that CCV Richards, um, trustee Eric Palmer Brown, Jalen Neal, whoever else are not going to be yeah. well in excess. And if you're going to do go with an old guy, I mean, Walker Zimmerman, he'll only right. be 32. Um, yeah, no, it's, I, I it's think not, of the guys, sorry, Kevin, go ahead. I was gonna say, no, I don't think that there's any 
anyone in that position that's so far ahead of their peers of a similar age group that you're like, oh, this guy's definitely going to be there in 2026. Whereas like something like catastrophic, catastrophically either terrible for Christian Pulisic or catastrophically amazing for the rest of our player pool to result in him like not being like on the roster for 26. Yeah. I think, I think that's ultimately the, the, uh, the point, right? Like, I think that, I think that, but, but, but to go back to sort of the, the, the point about Eric Williamson, um, just to get, keep us on, on track, which is, you know, a, 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 an iffy attempt at best. We do. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think that, that this upcoming window, while it's a blatant cash grab, while it's obviously cynical, um, it does give us an opportunity, which is a, um, it gives us an opportunity to see the domestic player pool and where they look against, you know, Liga and Mackies. Um, and B, and somewhat more importantly to me, um, it gives us an opportunity to see if Anthony Hudson can sort of like square up in these games. And say what you want about Greg Berhalter, he showed up for big games. He was able to make it work in big games. Um, Anthony Hudson, I don't think is a serious contender for this job. I, I, I don't think that that is going to happen. But if he wins this game, if he wins Nations League, if he wins the Gold Cup, at a certain point, you have to say like, okay, dude knows what he's doing with this group. Didn't know what he was doing as a club soccer coach, soccer manager, but like they're different games. They're different yeah. situations. They require different things. Correct. Um, so anyways, I, I think that this will be, this will be interesting. Um, obviously, again, we, we hope that, uh, we hope that our, our, our man, um, Eric Williamson, uh, comes back healthy. So let's, uh, obviously we don't have a roster yet. It'll drop dear listener. By the time you're listening to it, like six hours. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not convinced about drop the next 45 minutes, actually in exactly 45 minutes, log so, off roster drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the, the first thing that I want to go through is, um, who are the guys who you want to see who are not MLS, right? Like the, the back half of this episode, we can focus on MLS a little bit. Um, but like of the players who are abroad, who, who are you sort of looking at? Um, Kev, do you have, do you have anybody off the top of your head? I mean, I would, would like Mihailovic be eligible for a release. Like, I guess I don't know enough about. So really what we're talking about here is guys who are otherwise not playing, right? So like you're talking about your, um, oh, you know what, what Hoppy was in January, right? Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't Conrad, care. To see Conrad. Conrad. Uh, that's what I was about to say, but like, I don't care. Um, I don't want to take Paxton Aronson away from his club. Paredes is getting enough of a run with Wolfsburg. Like, he They're needs to stay put. Yeah. Right. That I, there's not a lot of people who are just completely not Geo. I don't think they're going to let him go. Like, Gio and like Pulisic are the the only two healthy ones that like aren't being featured as much as probably most Americans would want. I mean, Adams is hurt. Obviously, McKenney and Aronson are starting now week in week out for Leeds. Um, Pepe's not going to, you know, no one's coming over. I don't know. So here's here's what I was thinking is obviously Conrad, um, Serginio Dest, I can see coming over because he knows. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, I, I would not mind that. I would not mind if Serginho came over. 
Um, <laughs> if he wasn't so important for like the national team as a right back, at this point, it's be like, dude, like screw it, throw the guy some money and just like I don't know, have the galaxy sign him. <laughs> just <laughs> just for like something like super fun to watch him play like in an MLS. Yeah, I think he would only sign with Miami. Yeah, dude, dude is whatever Miami. Sure. He just needs to be. Like, he, he just needs easy access to a beach. Um, Galaxy yeah. might be good because he would be living in Orange County, which is super boring. Uh, so he couldn't get in that much trouble. I I think you are completely underestimating Sergio Dest's ability or desire to get into trouble. He would not live in Orange County. He would live in like Santa Monica, and he would stupidly commute three hours each way every day. I like to believe that uh, what, like, the, the move with Galaxy would be, like, okay, like, Serginho, you're going to come here, and uh, this guy is named Mike Trout. He lives down the street from where you will be living because we've bought you a house. Mm-hmm. Emulate Mr. Trout. Mr. Trout does right. not go out. Mr. Trout. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> I, I, would, I would pay good money to sit in a room and listen to Serginho Dest and Mike Trout talk about anything and because can we, can all, we throw Shohei all, in there too <laughs> yes all indications are the trout is just like a stay like a home buddy weather weirdo no offense kevin and like Sergio <laughs> desk all he wants to do is go party and be on tiktok um i just think that it could be very funny to have a situation where shohei um mike trout and Sergio desk all hang out like i would watch that a half hour of them just sitting in a room and like you pick a game. Like they'll play can't, it can't be worse than keeping up with the Kardashians. Um probably not. Although I, I, I okay, admittedly don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um I, it is coming to my attention that I think Kim Kardashian is like a barred lawyer. Um like at a certain point mm-hmm. like is, does that show just turn into like the most boring possible version of like the practice where it's like she goes to her PI job and she's just like well we're gonna review some crash records today uh this is a Hunte Santa Fe uh you can see from the back that it was hit at two points so we're gonna go over that I I just imagine that's incredibly boring um California just allows the dumbest laws yeah it is what it is um so another person who I who I want to see outside of desk and Conrad I guess I don't know just to get him a move but I think a name that we've sort of forgotten about because of the stupidity of the whole thing, um, Caden Clark is still under 20 years old. Um, oh, yeah. So, like, he's, like, he's a good example of someone, like, from abroad that I, I would like to see. Um, just because, Where like... is he? I mean, allegedly Leipzig, but who knows? <clears throat> Never well, like, in I the match day squad. Yeah. Um, that's such a weird... He was so hyped coming out of Red Bull and then, like, just has completely fallen flat. He keeps getting calls into, like, the U-20 national team, but I don't know what his future is. I, I don't think that I, – I, I don't know what's going on, but he he, he needs to get a move uh, in the summer, like, like a lot. Um, another player who I, who I want to talk about just briefly. Leipzig a lot? Nice. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Gaga. I think Gaga might get released because – yeah. He's the place with like the Chelsea Academy. Every time I he's, see him pop up right. on my phone, uh, yeah. I, I think he's an academy guy, and I think that I could see a situation where you go to Chelsea and you're like, "Look, like we are going to start, 
right? Like he's going to start against uh, the Mexican national team. It will be so much more useful for him to be with us than for him to be with you for the next week and a half. Cause it's only, it's a very small window of time. Like he'd probably miss like two Academy games. Um, so I I think like if, if you could get Gaga, that'd be great. Um, the only other person who I can think of from abroad who I'd like to see is um, I'm not sure how much Busio is playing right now. I know oh. Tessman plays like 90 every con- every time they play, but I, I think if we could get him, that would be useful. Um, just like as a showcase, right? Like just to get him in the shop window, just to see if he can get anything. I guess. I don't, I don't know if he's not that old either. I get it, but like, I don't know how excited I am to pull him, like bringing a guy who can't get consistent minutes for a Serie B. Well, I think, yeah, I think the argument for Busio is that we know that he is talented. Like we've seen that he can play serious minutes for the senior national team. Not well, but like, (laughs) he can be there, right? Like we've, all of us have seen moments of Gianluca Busio where you say to yourself, oh, I get it. I, 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 I get it. There were times early on before Venezia like really fell apart in their like relegation death spiral where I was like tuning in to watch some of his games. I was like, ooh, like, he he could pl- he can play a classy. He has foot talent. Yeah. Um, he's still only twenty. He's not a super big dude. I he yes he could have a future, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess you put you compare him to who would I. Who in MLS would I be like so excited to see instead of him? Like, like Leon Flack. Like that's what we're talking about right now. Keaton Parks. Maybe Flack. Definitely not Keaton Parks. Aiden Morris. Um Yeah, oh. Pax, Paxton Pomacall. Like that's what we're talking about. Right. And like eh. Like I would love I would love to see a double pivot, like a four, two, three, one double pivot of um Morris and Busio. I think that that would be super interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, like we'll, we'll see what it ends up actually looking like. Um, but the only other uh, player abroad who, who I was thinking like maybe would be Justin Che, but a lot of that is based on sort of bullshit. The same, like with like a Jonathan Gomez, where it's just like, yeah, I, I just don't know if you're any good because I've never seen you play at a high level. Yeah, um, I think that uh, this is a perfect time to try and work out your bullshit, though. Like, true. This is a like, perfect if any bullshit time game. Where it's, yeah, I mean, I like I want to beat Mexico, don't get me wrong. But like, if there's any time to just be like, well, let's see if you can run with a bunch of national uh, team players, this is kind of it. And like, and I, he, gets I, out, he gets out there and lets up like, you know, three, loses his defender and gives up two goals. You're like, ah, no, this isn't going to happen again. <laughs> And like I, I think that this is this is a perfect camp for that because I think the majority of this camp is going to be older players. Um, if you think about like who in MLS would be really called in, um, it's it's more experienced guys. Um, you know, I think I think sort of the only like really full senior national team players who you're going to see are you're going to see Acosta, you're going to see Zimmerman. Um, beyond that, like maybe Yedlin. I, I don't know if there's really anybody else who we're going to see. I mean, Brandon Vasquez has played with the senior national team, but not ever in a full team. Um, but Zendejas, and I'm not even sure Zendejas is a full national team guy. 
Um, you know, it, there was a yeah. lot of excitement about about him coming back into the fold, but like, I don't know, is he is he is he the the question with him is is he demonstrably better than Taylor Booth, who's three years younger and plays essentially the same position, assuming Tim Weah is a left back, <laughs> right? Wait a minute. No, because like like that. Otherwise, like you only have room for four wingers. So if Gio's a winger, Pulisic's a winger, Aronson is a winger, and Way is, is Gio a winger. winger. Is Gio a winger though? I have no idea. Yeah, Dude, they all play. Think... They all play the same position. Pulisic's the only one who can actually stay wide. Reyna plays up. central. Santayas central. Aronson isn't a. He lines up in, in like the ten for leads. Yeah, like, Aronson's a pure all... ten. Yeah, he's Wea, not a winger. Wea, like Wea stays wide. Wea stays wide, but Wea is not a winger anymore. <laughs> yeah, Wea, Wea stays way wide, way back at fullback. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, his club has, the... has never mattered for the national team. The dude's like barely yeah. gets minutes and like shares up and just is just ball the best so, player like, on the field. Right. So whatever. Yeah. It's not like Good. club positioning has ever really dictated what we do before. Like. Tyler. He's a winger. Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so yeah. So in terms of, um, in terms of that, I think Wea is like, so obviously Wea is not part of this, but while we're here, I, I want to take 10 minutes to talk about Tim Wea. Um, because I think that Tim Wea allows us to be a much different team. Like the whole, the whole argument with surrounding Tyler Adams is that he's very defensive and he can't really do all that much. If we set up in a four, three, three, where our, 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 fullbacks are Serginio Dest and Tim Weah, then Tyler Adams is not a midfielder anymore. You can, you can say he's a midfielder. He's not, he's a center back. Like, yeah, because he has to cover for the other two. Correct. Aren't staying still. Correct. So like, if you set up in a quote, four, three, three with fullbacks of Dest and Weah, you're not in a four, three, three anymore. You're in a three, four, three. And Tyler Adams is a center back because otherwise you'll, you will die on the wicks. Um, so I, doesn't, doesn't that just leave our back line completely exposed though? Well, if your back line the only one is, that's going to stay back there is going to be Tyler Adams and Tyler correct. Adams can't. Well, no, no. Okay, cool. So we're playing, so we're playing Adams Island now. No, we're playing Adams. Adams is fast. Miles Robinson is fast. CCV is fast. And that's your back. Where are you and putting Miles Robinson and CCV? Fullback? Center back. Oh, okay. When you were saying okay, when you were saying three four three, I thought the three were Adams, Wea, Dest. You're saying they're no. they're playing up. No, like, okay. Go. Like I'm saying that Dest and Wea are not really fullbacks; they're wingers who are playing. Okay, okay, back. okay. That makes um, more sense. Yeah, so that's way so, less dumb than where I thought you were going with that. Yeah, I mean, I can get more dumb, but that that's that's sort no. of the, the plan is that you have you you can do that if you play fast, and like you can't do that with Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream but you can absolutely do it with Miles Robinson and Chris Richards. So if you, if you go Robinson Richards with that, you know, with those two at fullback, I mean, yeah, you can get away with it. If Tyler Adams is on the field, Tyler's not, you can't do that. So that's like, it's, it's almost like, you know, it used to be like Tyler can't come off the field because we need him for various defensive things. Now it's Tyler can't get off the field because we need him for various offensive things because our fullbacks are going to get so far forward that like we need someone who is not going to be part of the attack. Yeah. But we've already made a mistake of depending. We, that we're just, 
It's the same problem, but in a different way. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, we have the, the problem same problem. Is still, the problem is still we need Tyler Adams to play 300 or 270 per window. Like, we we need to solve for that. That's like trying to solve for X, and all of a sudden you just get with, like, Y equals. It's like, well, I'm still in the same predictive predictive hit. I don't know what the number is. I mean, what, what all I'm saying is that, like, we're, we started with Y equals MX plus B, where X right. was Tyler Adams. And now what we've gotten is we've gotten Y minus B equals MX. So we haven't fixed the problem. We've just made it look a little better. <laughs> yeah, we've just rearranged it. Great. Yeah. Um, just so we're all on the same page. All right, cool. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but in light of that, in light of like the way a move, in light, in light of sort of what we're thinking we look like, you also could have a situation where it's just Joe Scally plays opposite of whoever Wea and Dest is starting because Scally is very defensive and is very like responsible for a 21 year old. Um, so then you can, you can do your double pivot thing, whatever. I like how response, the definition of responsible here is plays the position we told him to. None of our players play the position we tell them to, except for <laughs> like arguably Wes does. Like you, you can make an argument that Wes does what we want him to do, but outside of that, no. Nobody else does what they're supposed to do. And Matt Turner. Thank and God. Matt Turner. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so it, uh, anyways, so I think, I think like the Tim Weah fullback experiment actually makes the national team much more potent, which is cool. Um, especially if Balligan does in fact commit, like there's been a lot of assumptions there and it's very loudly not happened yet. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's sort of like one of those things in recruiting. If you pay attention to college football recruiting, if you hear someone's a lock, the longer they're a lock but not committed, the less they are likely to commit. It, it means mm-hmm. something is going on. Like um, the whole thing where like, uh, what, what was his name? Josh Jackson um, was like for sure going to Michigan State for three years uh, right up until he committed to Kansas. Um, and like- Yeah, well, and for Balligan, what's the utility of him committing now? Like, I feel like he's like, you almost have to look at the, the, the English calendar for their English national team and say, okay, how many months prior to 2026 world cup do I have to be integrated into this program to have like a shot at making the roster? And then basically like, and make a decision like, you know, a week prior to that or, I th- I'm willing to bet or, that. I, well, my my thing with Balligan is I'm willing to bet that he cares. It's not. I don't. I think that he doesn't only care about the Euros. I or the, about the World Cup. I think he cares about the Euros. And I think that if he does not get called in this summer, um, to whatever whatever they're doing this summer, I think that he knows he's not going to be a part of the Euros next summer. And we can sell him. America can sell him on like, yeah, you won't play in the Euros, but you'll play in Copa America. Which is arguably not as, the same. Well, no. like Copa, no. Copa America matters. It's not the Gold Cup, right? Like, yeah, it you're playing, you're playing Brazil, you're playing Argentina, you're playing Uruguay. Like, th- th- it's a serious turn. Um, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with that. But part of that is, is it, if he's already committed, if he's certain that he's coming, then he's coming in early June, and. You know, then he starts his campaign to start for Arsenal, which is he's he's been very adamant that he is 
he did not go on loan to leave. He he came on loan and he's coming back to start for Arsenal. I think he has another at least twelve months of him trying to get into England. Yeah, I, there's no I mean, reason it's for clear. him to leave early. Like, yeah, I mean, it's clear that that's his first choice, right? And I don't fault I, the guy. But like, why would you? Why would you get? How does can he still file a one time switch though, or would he have to file the one time switch to join the U.S. because of like his English national he, team? He would have to file the one time switch to go to the U.S. because he played in the like the youth Euros or something, right? England. And I mean that's that's binding, so yeah, you can't undo that. So he, if I was him, I wouldn't. He can show up a lot later to the party in the U.S. and probably make the roster if he's crushing goals in Europe. Twenty twenty five. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the question right. is for him is like, okay, do I think that Ivan Tony is ahead of me on the depth chart in 2025? And it's like, probably not, maybe, probably not. But like, who else is up top? I mean, Harry Kane will still be there. Um, yes. Even if he slows down, which I expect that he will soon. Um, he's still he's still the guy for England until 2026. And I can imagine that'll be his last one. Um but beyond that, like, who are you looking at for, like, exciting English strikers? You know, you I mean, have... Does it, but does it, have, does it have to be a striker? It's, I mean, it's English. Uh, it's England. At a certain point, if, if these guys start to age, they might maybe not play winger anymore. Let's just move them over to striker. Like, what if Marcus Rashford slows a step and they move him over to striker? I mean, Rashford already is playing a lot of striker. So, yeah. So, so is am I going to be better than Marcus Rashford is, like, Raheem Sterling, like it's it's a question, um, but what's not a question is the premier place to watch soccer, uh, other than the Premier League. Uh, and do you know where that is, Stumpy? CBS Closet, no, uh, Paramount Plus, uh, MLS season pass. Hey, everybody, uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, We'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on on Paramount+, Plus, but (laughs) they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. Uh, I need to be very clear here, Apple. We will take your money. I was okay. Two <laughs> of the three of those are owned by the same entity. Thanks, Kevin. Um, all right. So let's talk about some MLS dudes and then we'll we'll uh we'll we'll keep going. So of the MLS dudes, um, there there are some who are like probably dudes. pretty obvious. You know, I already I already mentioned a couple. Um is there anybody who you want to see sort of get like a last chance 
So like not the younger guys who were, who were saying, but like, is there anybody in like the sort of like the 24 to 28 range who you're like, I would really like to see what they can provide. No, I do. I love the league more than most people. And now that at this point, the league's job is to sell every, every American by the time they're, they're 20 and I don't want to see them until they're past it. So here I'm going to, I'm going to have a little bit of pushback. I'm going to, a little bit of pushback there. Oh, well, um, right. I'd make for a terrible episode. So please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I would like to see Vasquez again, uh, especially since the alternative mm. is just a lot of Jesus Ferreira, which I'm just so I, over. You know what? You're right. That was, that was Vasquez should get sold soon. You're right. Yeah. I actually do want to see him. You're, you're, you're correct. I, I'm wrong. Okay. So, so I, I really want to see Vasquez up top. I assume we're going to see Ferreira and those are your two center forward ish players. Um, like I said, I want, I want to see Zendejas just because I think he's part of the situation, but mm-hmm. I, I want to see Jordan Morris at the nine. That's my big yeah. thing is I would really like to see Jordan Morris play centrally because he's so fast and so strong that like, there's a part of you that, that's just saying, just like Stumpy just said, like, maybe it's time to just move him to center forward. And like, does he become our best non-Balligan option? Like in a pretty quick, in pretty short order. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's not an international caliber winger. He, he, even no. for Seattle, even when he lines up wide, he doesn't play the wing how you close your eyes and think of a winger with like the ball at his feet, like dribbling at people one-on-one. The, it's a smash and grab. They play on the counter, and he's always cutting inside. So yeah, playing playing in the middle. Like I know for a fact that I don't want him to start as a wing, but I don't know for a fact that I hate him as being like our third option at striker. So I don't know. Give him a rip. Um, another player who so so I've I've two more players who I want to see in in just sort of like the last possible moment for seeing them. I think one is Jeremy Obobase. Um, just because I've never really given up on that idea. Um, and, and if, you know, if he not, can provide not, something great, if not, whatever. Not as intriguing as Morris at the nine. Yeah, I... no, no, totally agree. And then the other player I want to see, and this is like a weird thing to say, because it's not that this is his last, last chance, but it's sort of the last chance, as far as I'm concerned, for James Sands, right? Like he's only 22. He's Olympic eligible. But you look at him and you're like, okay, went over to, to to Scotland, didn't work out, came back, sort of iffy. I I don't know if he's a guy for us. He was, he looked like he was for a while, but he, he did. And like certain players, just like inexplicably get national team player tags attached to them, and they just like stick. Like, what does he do that's so above and beyond other players in the same league where he should be, like, this guy who gets called in? But I don't know. There are other American central midfielders who play just as well, like, don't well, even get a look at. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is that, like, if you if you told me that he was going to take the place of someone who I do want to see. So, like, I don't think that there's any reason to bring in James Sands and not Jack McGlynn. You know, or bring yeah. in Sands and not Leon Flack, or bring in Sands and not bring in Aiden Morris. Like, like the younger players who who, who we're going to talk about in a second. 
Um, you know, like I'm not whatever. Here's a fun game. Who do you think's older, Jordan Morris or Nick Lima? Is Nick Lima that young? Nick Lima is 28. How old Jordan Morris? 28. Huh. Nick Lima in my head is like 40. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there, there, there are a couple of other players who have like, gotten. Like Go ahead. Mark Delgado. He's born in Glendora, USA. I yeah. don't think like, why not Mark Delgado instead of James Sands? Like Delgado is, I mean, he plays for a not very good galaxy team, but like, yeah, he's a functional consistent starter like he's no more or less than a lot of these other dudes that were in a trot out there like <laughs> i don't know does, does he even have any caps for like the u.s national team nope I, and i don't think i don't i can't think of him in being in any youth teams that i can remember um it's possible right. but here's here's like, like yeah like uh, why not yeah why not here's here's a uh i uh, know you know he has six caps Oh. Back in like 2018. I'm just saying, like, I, I I was trying to like rack my brain for like, okay, who's like US eligible that excites me as much as James Sands that for whatever reason just like isn't anointed? I'm like, there's one for you. Yeah. So here's here's another one. Um and just like sort of like a this is another last chance option. Um and I, I say this like not ironically. I'm saying this because we we we've come full circle on the matter. Um I think that in a different setup. Jackson Ewell, why not? And and I understand there's so much negativity surrounding him that's as a, a that's national a team. Polarizing player. But like if yeah. you look at him, it's like dude has been a locked in above average starter in MLS for three years. He's a better MLS player than James Sands. Which is what I'm saying, right? Like right. If, if, yeah. if James Sands comes in, like what is the argument for James Sands that's not the argument for Jackson Ewell outside of age? And like or the fact that he's factor. Jackson Yule. And, or the fact that he's Jackson Yule, which like there was so much about that that like whatever, fine. But like I guess like the point is with J- with James Sands, it's like how much of that is because we all expected James Sands to take a step that he never took. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So like there was a but there was a but there, Kevin. Come on. Well, yeah, I, I was Show saying, us yeah, your but. but. Eh. He didn't take a step, but like these, none of these guys, like none of them have taken steps where they need to be. Like, I don't know. None of them are super intriguing to me. It's literally just like a function of why, why are we taking one B minus MLS starter versus the other when you haven't seen the other B minus player in a long time? Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, like that's 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 a good point. Um, and so, anyways, let's let's get to who we who we think is going to be on this roster, um, especially like younger players who we want to see, who we don't want to see, so on and so forth. Um, someone who I sort of want to see, and part of this is still like draft hype from last year, but I'd be very I'm very interested to see the kid from Charlotte, um, Bender. Like, yeah, he's getting consistent minutes. He's Olympic eligible. Like. I don't know. Why not? Right? Like he's he plays sort of as a as a midfielder, right? Yep. So like, okay, like we 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 have no idea what we can get out of that. Like, let's see what let's see if he can do a job. Um, you know, let's let's see if we can get anything out of Matt Miaska. 
right? Like, are 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 we sought, are we certain that there are three better? Because obviously Miles Robinson, but are are we certain that there are three better center backs? So that's Miask my is Go ahead, Kev. Go ahead. I was gonna say Miask is a player that I think could actually have something to offer. I'm I'm more willing to take defenders out of MLS than I am attacking players out of the league. Um he just has some tools that are useful. He's a big guy. Like I I've seen in very recent times successful MLS defenders at the national team level. And we are I'm increasingly not seeing successful MLS attackers at the national team level. And part of that is just because they're getting sold on, but um I don't know, that's that's I guess why I mean, I'd be interested in seeing the guy. I, yeah, no, I think that's a good I think that's a good delineation because that kind of shows that I was going to say that Matt Miazik is a good one because I kind of want to see the guys that we may be like the post hype guys, guys that we've maybe sleeping on because not Jackson Ewell, but previously like had underperformed and hadn't taken those next steps. But like we think, like if you are balling out for club, I'm kind of interested to see what you can do for country at this point. And I think that Kevin raises a good point that it seems like the defenders that go to MLS. Uh, I don't want to say they like develop better, but it. I think more playing time as a defender can somehow translating to better reactions, better instincts, whatever you want to call it. Whereas the same isn't necessarily true for the attacking players. Well, I actually think that the the reason why MLS defenders are maybe more useful at the national team level than MLS attackers is because for the same reason, it's a lot easier to be an attacking player in MLS than it is to be a defender. Um, like it's it's the the whole league is sort of structured to score goals um Mm -hmm. you know but the the question is when you get into defenders it's like okay do we want to take um matt miazga who's 27 um because we know walker's there we know miles is there so you're 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 finding your other two center backs and like to me like i think Jalen neal should be absolutely on the bus um like he's playing a ton for Galaxy and he's he turns 20 this summer. Like I I think that he's he's a guy who like you got to you got to give him burn because especially since he's got a fairly important tournament to play in a couple of months. A month? When is the U20 World Cup? I don't know. <laughs> like where are they playing it? I thought that they like Took it, like, took it out of Indonesia. They sure did. Uh, and you hate to see it when anti-Semites gets what's coming to them. Anyways, um, yeah, just hate to see it. Uh, it's in Peru, or I think, or Argentina. Argentina. Those are not the same thing. I think they're connected. No, there's mm. an Ecuador in the beginning, in the middle. I don't Wait, think that's right. I don't think no, that's right. I think, I think Peru just to the east to, washes out into Brazil. East washes out into the Brazil, but I think at like at the south, I think that like Chile is might not, be right. I don't think Asia Chile right. is the entire south, southern border of Peru. They do not touch. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and Ecuador is on the other side, northern of side Peru. Correct. Right. Yeah. No. 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 I, I knew that. Go, you have to go through. You have to go through Chile or Bolivian. Ah, uh, uh, yes, Bolivian, of course. Um. <clears throat> so, but anyway, so. The the U uh twenty World Cup is at some point just fucking googled that in the middle of the- <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> fine we never do that um 
We've been to Peru. <laughs> we have been to Peru. Yes. Capital city. Lima. Lima. Okay. And he's trying to he's trying to get he's trying to get it to Columbus. Most oh, most, yes. most yeah, popular to tourist there. destinations city in Peru. Uh Machu Picchu. Well, Cusco. Cusco. Yeah, is the airport outside or the, the town outside of Machu Picchu. Yeah, we missed that. Incorrect. The... It's actually all into Tampo. Yeah. Uh, we, uh yeah, you're right. Um we we missed a flight. Because we were in, uh, Stumpy and I were, uh, we went to Machu Picchu and we got down from like the hike and uh, we went to like, just like some bar. And that happened to be the um, Barcelona Bayern. PSG game. Or PSG. PSG. PSG um, where PSG had a four goal lead uh, in aggregate and then lost. Um, and we like, we're, we refused to leave the bar because we were like, we're not missing this. Yeah. Um, we also had been drinking. Um, and it's like, there's, there's a lot of elevation. Out, out <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, um, but like the point is, is that like for someone like, uh, like Jalen Neal, like I want him to get minutes. I want him to get high pressure minutes against the senior Mex- Mexican national team, you know, Liga MX. Um, you know, I, I want Cade Cowell to, even though I, I'm not as high on Cade Cowell as I used to be. I still think he's someone who, oh, by the way. Cade Cowell is a striker. I understand he plays winger right now, but for the same reason that Jordan Morris is a striker, Cade Cowell yeah. is a striker. Like, I just, I, I don't think his best use is out on the wing. Um, like, I want him putting pressure on center backs just because he can take the top off. Um, yeah. but, but someone like Cade Cowell, Jalen Neal, Caleb Wiley, um, these types of guys who we are going to rely on very heavily in a, tournament that matters um you know i i think that's important um you know you you go through the list of u20s who play in, in mls i think a lot of them should be considered um you know caden clark is eligible um who's who's not from but like you go through it and you're like would you rather see paul Ariola or quinn sullivan yeah and that's like sort of like the point um also i i um I think that we need everybody to get very comfortable with the fact that uh, Ricardo Pepe is 19 still and therefore <laughs> 20 eligible. And like, I think that dude needs to like, look, you will, we will promise you a world cup spot. If you're healthy, if you go to this U 20, like you, you got to do it for the program. Like sometimes you have a junior who you tell need you know, you need to play JV as a junior. Uh, and then you'll, you'll be on varsity as a senior. No problem. Uh, yeah, I, I'm curious. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Obad Vargas. You... What about Obad Vargas? He's been coming on as a sub. I know that he's coming back from like his back injury, but like yeah. Josh Atencio, who's like I don't know, eight years older than him, but is still only 22. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, has been how math corrects him. That's how math works. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how old Atencio is. He's not eight years older than Obed, but Obed's still only 16. Anyways. I thought he was going to say, I don't know how math works. No, also that. I would call him in if 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 he's healthy. Yeah. And and so, like, I think, like, the, the theme that we're coming to here is that, like, this should be an opportunity. Like, I think, and and... Forgive me if I'm, if I'm speaking, if I, if I'm presenting our thesis incorrectly, but like, 
U20 training camp plus guys in a shop window is sort of like what I want to see out of this one. Yeah. Um, that that should be every CONCACAF game outside of when we play Mexico or Canada. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it also for Costa Rica because Costa Rica is always like a, a game of sorts. A bugaboo? Um, yeah. They're, they're becoming a bugaboo for us? Sure. But bro- broadly, like, I don't know what – if Jordan Morris goes out and scores like three goals against El Salvador, you're like, oh well, like no, it's still Jordan. Yeah, Morris. like I don't. I, yeah, okay, that's 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 fine. But like, I guess like the only other thing would be like that. But plus, like, if we if we're still looking for someone at certain spots who we think we can find in MLS, so like, Dewan Jones is still only twenty five, and and I understand that that's like not a serious concern anymore. But like. We, unless Wea, until and unless we see Wea at fullback for the national team, we still need a backup left back. Um, you know, because Scally very clearly is, is plays on the right, uh, for the national mm-hmm. team. So, like, if, if that's the case, like, sure, like, bring in Dwan Jones, just like, let's see what he can do. Um, you know, but like, I don't want to see any more Julian Gressels. I don't want to see any more Paul Ariolas. I don't want to see any more. Uh, Jordan Morris on the wing. You know, I'm I'm sort of over Kellen Acosta. I understand he needs to be there because he literally is our senior team backup six. But like, I think shop window and U20s, or at least at the very least Olympic eligibles. So U23s. Um, not because like, I'm like, let's sell them off, but, but because like, you got to look down the road. And as a program, this is a program game. So it's like, okay, like, let's get our guys in a position to be, to see what they can do, see who is or who is not going to be someone who can be useful. Um, and, and, and on that note, like, I, like, I'm, I'm going to pick like the one guy who I absolutely like, I really, really want to see is Jalen Neal. Because I think that like, if you go through the list of spots where we would really, really benefit from a youngster stepping up and being like a dude. I think, I think center back is one of them Um, because, you know, we needed a 35 year old to come back and bail our asses out, Um, you know, and, and I don't want to do that again. So um, what about you guys? Is there anybody who you're like, I will be pissed off if I don't see this person? Pissed off is a strong word. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was my hang up. There's nobody that I would be pissed off with. on an individual basis, I think that the thesis statement has been correctly laid out. And I think that that is the mentality that we should be going with, you know, going forward, like U20 shop window guys, unless we have um, elevated stakes in any of these matches. So like Mexico, Canada, uh, you know, once we start getting to actual tournament games, sure. But like for stuff like this, yeah. U20s, anybody that we think needs to get a little bit of run, see how they fit in with everybody else, and then shop guys that we kind of kind of need moves. Okay. So, all right. Well, I'm going to use the last 10 minutes of this episode to uh, uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, the fact that we've done this for 200 episodes. Um, weird. Which is, like, weird. Um, Kevin Kevin joined us. Obviously, this, this has been a uh, me and Stumpy production since the beginning. Kevin joined us when did you start start potting? Early on. 
Kevin was like one of the original episodes. Yeah. He just wasn't he wasn't a all time contributor. He was the MLS guy. And then we roped him into talking to Ben. And now we can't get rid of him. He's in the walls. That's right. I am everywhere. I mean, I was definitely with the pod with for Nations League final. So I remember within being- yeah, so within two months of us starting. Yeah. Um, yeah. so dear listener, I want to, uh, I want to tell you that we are very proud of ourselves. Um, we went from three days a week to two days a week. Now we're one day a week. We're going to go back to two days a week soon. Um, for our first, for our hundred episode extravaganza, we had like a super disjointed thing. I figured this was much more in line with what we normally do, which is get super pissed off about MLS players who are 19. Um, like that's sort of the, the thing. Um, so I want to give a, uh, special shout out to, uh, Touchline Media Group. I didn't thank them in the tweet thread, but like, I don't know if we continued to do this if we didn't have like that, like sort of like vague institutional support. Um, and, uh, you know, let us know what we, what we, we really thrive on responses, um, positive or negative. Like I have to tell you my favorite response that we have gotten as a podcast is a one star review on, on Apple. Easily my favorite. Wasn't it the kid that criticized our love of Chinese restaurants in the West Sure Coast? did. Yep, that was the best one. Um, you know, there 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 are people out there who listen to us who like just like respond and you're like, well, what about this? Love those. Love those. Because it is like when I when I end each episode, like we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. Like we couldn't because like if there weren't fans and there weren't listeners, like we wouldn't have the ability to talk. Right. Like otherwise we're just like dudes in a room talking, which is fine. We do that a lot as well. Um, but like the wooden part is that like we do really appreciate your feedback and all that other fun stuff. Um, do want to give a special thank you to the various guests who have come on who shouldn't have, but did and lent their name and respectability to us. Um, you know, that list is long, but distinguished. Yeah. Felder, you've made some mistakes, buddy. Uh, but we're, here you are. We're proud, we're proud of you, one of them. We're proud to be one of them. Um, but uh, yeah, if if uh, if you guys want to give any uh, thank yous or whatever, now's the time. I don't know if there's any thank yous, but I think that I think uh, a lot of appreciation should go to Asa. And if you do really enjoy what we put out, make sure you show Asa some love on the Twitter. Um, you know, I vaguely know how to produce some of these stuff, and I've done an episode here or there, but this has been ninety nine percent a labor of love for Asa, and. If nothing else, I mean, he's right. We probably wouldn't, you know, be doing this without you guys. But, um, you know, if nothing else, this is just an excuse to talk sports with my friends once or twice a week, down from three times a week. And it's good to keep up with everybody. And uh, I really appreciate that you guys actually take the time to tune in to hear our stupid opinions that could just be text-based. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Asa, for, yeah, again, just echo all the work that you put into us. Thanks to my wife for, you know, tolerating when podcasts sometimes just blows. God, I can't time. wait. I can't wait for the Colleen episode where we finally just let her go loose. <laughs> so, so I've, 300. so I have been considering, and I, I, this is a production meeting part of this, but I was considering doing a um, Mother's Day episode where we have uh, the various wives and girlfriends and uh, or whoever from, from, you know, Ben's wife, Colleen, my wife, um, my wife, uh, my wife, 
Greg, you can my you can, wife. Yeah, you can throw on a, a girlfriend I'm unaware of, or or you can just you know whoever like you can plus one this. Like if it's just like some random girl you've been talking to, that would be funny too. Um, hey, hey, we have a, we have a, we have a Zoom call. We have to log into. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, go. Um, but anyways, I wasn't just fishing for compliments there. A little bit I was, but I I appreciate it. Um, so dear listener, if you have any thoughts on how we can make this more your speed or less your speed or whatever. Um, if you want to harass Velasquez and Bells to acknowledge us, that would be awesome too. I think that would be very funny if they like, like actually acknowledged us as their like JV, the way that uh, shut down full cast will one day, not yet, not soon, but one day, one day. Ryan's got, Nanny got close. pretty close. Nanny got pretty close. Um, but I don't think that we're we're shut down full cast freshman team uh, until Spencer calls us. Uh, these guys are our freshman team, uh, and and that's when I know we will have made it, and uh, we'll cancel the podcast that moment because it's not going to be better than that. Um, aim for the stars, kids. Uh, special thank you to my co-hosts, uh, Kevy Case. You can find Kev on Twitter at Kev underscore Kwiatkowski. Uh, he has a power drill. That's disconcerting. Um, you can find uh, Stumpy at Mr. Marjorie Rising 89. You can find me on the main account at TLSTDS. Um, I have my own account. I never use it. Um, if you if you, if you you want to send a DM to me specifically, that's probably where it should go. Otherwise, like, send it to the main account. Yeah, because otherwise I see it. Right. Um, we are going to get our Instagram up and running. I know we've joked about that, um, and we're going to continue joking about it. A uh, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air Sites put in, Paramount Plus. Um, special thank you to all of you. Um, you know, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local, uh, I don't know, MLS enthusiast or sports fan or pop culture fan. If anybody wants us to talk about Harry Potter again, let us know. I, I, it was weird. I feel like we got a lot of positive feedback for that. But then when we didn't do it again this offseason, nobody seemed to care. Um, so just like let us know. Like if you want us to do that, we'll do it. But also, it felt like we were getting like way into the weeds with David. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep. The, the we need to, we need to step back. We need to step back and just start arguing about the general themes, right? Um, which uh, apparently are um, J.K. Rowling has some very specific thoughts about some people, um, you know. But Anthony Goldstein aside, um, dear listener, obviously, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we <laughs> I we, forgot about him. Yeah. We, we really do appreciate all of it. Um, so uh, as always, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.